Now, hearing is different from seeing, uh, similar to the difference between the moon and the sun. The sun reveals everything, makes everything visible, starkly visible. Or as the song goes, cold, uncaring light. The moon, on the other hand, is supposed to illuminate the night. But it doesn't really, does it? It's night. It's dark. Even with a full moon. So if the moon is supposed to illuminate the night, it's not doing a very good job. It barely adds light to that darkness. So the idea is this. The moon is supposed to illuminate the night doesn't mean turn it into day. The moon illuminates the beauty of the night. There's something special about darkness. There's something special about nighttime. The moon gives us that insight, gives us just enough vision so that we could appreciate the beauty, the benefit, the power, and the holiness of darkness. It's just a very human uh, phenomenon. During the day, you're busy with things that are not personal. You go to work. In the olden days, the farmer went out to the fields, worked all day. When it got dark and he couldn't work anymore, what did he do? He came home. So nighttime was spent in personal, um, romantic, close, significant activities with family. With if you if you're in the in the shul studying all night or saying Tehillim. The day. The day was spent in things that were secondary, support to the family, but not the family. So the night represents <clears throat> those truths, those important facts of life that are better off in the shade. They're better off unspoken. They're better off in modest concealment. Some things thrive on being exposed and some things thrive on being concealed. Like certain emotions, to speak them would enhance them. Other emotions, if you speak it, if you say it, you've ruined it. You've cheapened it. You've, you've made it hollow. It thrives on not being spoken. That's like reading between the lines. A woman is not supposed to demand intimacy. It's supposed to come unspoken. So there are certain things that need to be appreciated without celebrityhood without being um, 
not obnoxious, but um, without being obvious. There are certain emotions you don't wear on your sleeve, as the expression goes. To appreciate that, God created the moon. Now, sometimes the moon is there in its full strength to enable you to see the beauty of the night with its help. Sometimes the moon is not even there at all. And you're alone with the darkness, and you have to appreciate and find the beauty of it even without the help of the moon. Generally speaking, the moon is feminine. The sun is masculine. The Jewish people build their calendar according to the lunar cycle. The rest of the world, most of the world, have their calendar based on the solar cycle, on the, moon, on the sun. So when we're told that in the future, after Mashiach comes, the moon will be greater, more powerful than the sun. We don't mean that it will become cold, uncaring light, <clears throat> the garish light of day. We mean that the subtleties that only the night can reveal will become more powerful than the things that are completely obvious and completely revealed because the feminine quality will be more necessary will be more um, more appreciated than the light of the sun than the masculine so if we want to become more powerful if we want to get closer to the truth it doesn't come by, by making everything external and superficial. It comes by getting a much deeper and stronger appreciation for things that are not necessarily visible, not necessarily palpable, not necessarily uh, voiced out loud. And when that becomes real, it is much more powerful than the things that are obvious and on the surface. Rambam says that when Mashiach comes, the entire world will be engaged in the study of the knowledge of God, dvorim stumim, things that are concealed. For example, we all know what the mitzvah is how to do the mitzvah. We know how to make the tefillin. We know how to put on the tefillin. We know which blessing we're supposed to say before we put on the tefillin. We know how to make tzitzis. We know how to make a shefer. We know how to make a challah. We know how to make a, a manayra. We know all the details of the mitzvah. We can see it. We can touch it. We can speak about it. What kind of pleasure does God get when a Jew fulfills a mitzvah? It's not obvious. Some people don't even believe that he gets any pleasure, that he's particularly affected by the mitzvah. But there is. 
divine pleasure. <clears throat> that pleasure, it is not obvious, it's not on the surface. You can only sense it when you tune in. And to talk about it casually is also not helpful. People have to develop a sensitivity and then, and then they'll pick it up and they'll appreciate it. But any words you can say about it remains on the surface and doesn't do it justice. So all of this comes from the story of Sarah. Sarah hears. And that's why God says to Avraham concerning uh, Yishmael, Sarah wanted to send him away. Avraham felt bad for him. So God says, Kol whatever Sarah tells you, Shma listen to her. Now God could have said, whatever Sarah says, you should do. But the Torah doesn't say that. Torah says, Whatever Sarah says, you should hear. When Sarah shares her prophecy, which she gets through hearing, things that you can't see. So when Sarah tells you what she heard, listen to her. Hear what she hears. And then everyone will be better off. Yitzchak, Yishmael, everybody. <clears throat> this tells us how we should study Torah. When we study Torah, we understand what we're reading. There's the simple meaning of the story, simple translation, the simple interpretation. It's, it's what we can see. But at the same time, we are conscious of the fact that there's an unspoken part. There's the subtle part, there's the shadow, <clears throat> there's the night, the moonlight, which can be appreciated on a deeper level, on an inner level, in the recesses of the heart. And that gets us to a truth that is more personal, more pleasurable, and moves us closer to God than that which is apparent and obvious and revealed. So that when we do the mitzvah, when we study the Torah, it's a two-dimensional experience rather than a shallow one-dimensional. So let's, uh, now that we started reading the Torah anew, let's look at it with both eyes, an eye for closeness and an eye for distance, an eye for what is obvious and an eye for what is not. <clears throat> but the eye for what is not is called hearing. So let's hear. Let's hear each other. Interestingly, when, when Moshe is, is reviewing, summarizing, the experiences of the 40 years in the desert to the people who were there, he mentions, do you remember the day you stood at Harsinai? 
And what was so significant about that event, Moshe says, you saw no image. Remember, you stood at Mount Sinai and you saw no image. Now, is that really so significant? What you didn't see, that's what's important. What about the thunder, the lightning, the, the smoke, the mountain shaking? What about what you did see? Not as important. What is really significant is that you didn't see. You heard. And because we heard God speaking at Har Sinai, that's why we are still Jewish today. That's why the Torah is still alive and well today. And that's why mitzvahs are alive and well today, 3,330 years later. If we had seen something, it wouldn't have lasted this long. Hearing, much more powerful. Shalom Aleichem. How are you? You know, I do a lot of talking, a lot of Zooming, many classes, many subjects. But that's all formal stuff. Hopefully good stuff, but formal. We also have a Wednesday night meeting that's more informal and kind of um, Hamish. If you want to join us for that kind of an event, um, interactive, time for questions and so on, if you want to join us for this side of conversation, click on the link below and join us every Wednesday night at nine o'clock. Well, maybe not every Wednesday night, but we try to make it every Wednesday night at nine o'clock, a more informal chat, which uh, can be more enjoyable at times than the formal stuff. So check it out, click on the link and join us. Try it, you'll like it. <laughs>